Hello and welcome to episode 16 of the Dead Fox Podcast. I'm Ben and joined as always by Rick and Dylan. How's it going, guys? Pretty good, pretty good. I'm on COVID IR. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. I do not have COVID. Um, I might be one of the only guys in this podcast group that doesn't ha- has not had it. Um, very interesting week in the NHL, as per usual. Um, yesterday, the All-Star Game selection was done, and we got our captains and players. And right now, we're going to talk about that. Um, any surprises that you saw on the uh, rosters, guys? Well, for people that are picked or not picked? Uh, you tell me. Um, I'm surprised Montreal picked anyone. They all suck. <laughs> they're either hurt. They're either on LTIR or they're. Yeah, exactly. And same with the Sabers. They just went with Darlene just to get him an All Star game. I mean, who else is like? I mean, you could have probably sent like Dylan Cousins. Or yeah, Dylan Cousins. Send like a rookie. Send somebody. Um, send, send someone Luka Pekka Lukanen before he got hurt <laughs> yeah. like saying that guy's name name that is um, another surprising name left off is Brad Marchand and Troy Terry <laughs> yeah Troy Terry is the bigger surprise to me like Marchand, yeah like Marchand's having a, a really good season but I kind of see why they would pick Bergeron over Marchand but, like, how the hell is Terry not in the All-Star game? Because Claude Giroux's in. Troy Terry's the type of player the NHL should be promoting. Like, the young, up-and-coming superstars yeah, that you don't really see much. Like, how many people are watching a lot of Ducks games? <laughs> um, now there's probably a lot more, but just more now, they're actually yeah. doing well. Doing good. They have Trevor Zegras. They did that. Zegras goal or assist goal to Milano. I mean, like, if the league wasn't based on every team needs a player in this All Star game, that's so stupid. It should be. It should be best on best, which, um, it's like, you look at the Pacific Division All Stars, got like, like Johnny Goudreau having a good season. Jordan Everly is, is like Seattle needs to be represented. Um, Timo Meyer for the Jose Sharks. Timo Meyer's got almost 40 points. Which is unbelievable. <laughs> the biggest surprise to me is Adrian Kempe. Yeah. How's Kopitar not there? <laughs> so... I understand John Gibson's having a good season, but like it's Trevor Zegers. Do you want to promote the young game if we're going to talk about young players? That's no, Troy Terry. Oh, no, Troy Terry or Trevor Zegers. Like if they can have more than one player on that team go. It yeah, but they, like... it's not, they're not going to get two, though. They're only get one because in the Pacific, you're obviously going to have Dreisaitl and McDavid because they're Dreisaitl and McDavid. And then obviously the. Golden Knights got Petrangelo and Stone, which I kind of found surprising because Stone hasn't played a lot of games this year. I was kind of surprised that he would be eligible to play. 
I mean, Patch already probably possibly would have been the other replacement if he wasn't he's, already injured. So he's also hurt too. Right. So, but the Ducks could have sent like the Ducks sent Gibson. They could have sent uh, both Terry and um, Zegras. Yeah, and Zegras, and then the Flames could have sent Markstrom instead of Goudreau. Yeah, I would have rather I'd rather have Markstrom there than Gibson, to be honest. That's what I I'm think, saying. Yeah, when you look at like the beginning of the season with Markstrom, he was leading. I think he's still leading in shutouts, isn't he? Close. Unless Tristan, so, yeah. Jari, unless Tristan Jari took that over because he's been playing unbelievable. Same with the picks, like the Pittsburgh Penguins. But we'll talk about the rest of the league later. Um, there's a lot of locks on this that should be going. Kale McCarr. Um, Jordan Cairo is having a phenomenal season. Uh, Jack Campbell's having a great season. It's just the All Star game. What? What? It, even I didn't even think the All Star game was still going to go on. To be honest, till like last week when all this kind of stuff, like with Ontario schools being closed, and now they're back to being not closed. So I, I'm like, why did we stop? If like, why did we stop our lives if nothing was really going to change? Just get it, and then it's like the flu now. I don't really want to talk about COVID, but like I'm yeah, not surprised the really NHL care. was quick to shut down the Olympics. But yeah, <laughs> oh, the money maker, the uh, the All Star game, yeah, you know, we'll keep yeah, that. the money maker, the stu. I'm gonna. It's I think I me personally, I think it's the dumbest like All Star game like format and like how they're picked and what they actually do in the game out of the major four sports. Yeah, I agree with you completely. But what like, I what I just thought about now was you know, like in baseball they do the futures game. Yeah. Why don't they do that for like young up and coming players? Because like, they don't Gary have to play hard. A, Gary, hard. A, Gary Bemmons a boomer, that's why. They Can used to do having that. They used to do the rookie versus sophomore game. Yeah, but probably didn't make enough money, so then he's like, oh, scrap it. We're going to do something else. They used to do it before the uh, skills competition. Now that's just the that's the whole thing, right? That's the marquee event. It's a skills comp. And it's going to take, like, it takes hours and hours to do all these shoot and target crap. Because they need freaking all this time to tell everyone what to do, and then they actually need to do it. Like, back in the day, it was literally just... Oh, we're gonna do shootout. We're gonna do accuracy. We're gonna do hardest shot. But now it's all this bullshit skills competition. I'm like, who cares? Yeah, we, we know people... they, these guys can shoot targets, all right. Like people see this. People can literally go on YouTube and be like, Connor McDavid de- or um, stick handling through pucks or stick stick handling through sticks. And there's a million videos. Did you see the one the other day where he lost? The he puck? screwed he up. Like, oh, he's Barry's human. Like, yeah, Barry was like, <laughs> he's human. I thought that was funny. <laughs> Yeah, that was, I, I found that kind of funny. I saw him screw up once before, and no one really said anything. I'm like, up. wow. I, what do you guys think of the jerseys? I actually like them this year. Like usually, I think they're, they, they're going back. I think they're going back to like the classic, just big L NHL logo in the middle. Yeah, yeah they like uh, blue, I, the I, red. I really Remember when they had like the the West, and it was like when there was Western and Eastern Conference, because we're old. And <laughs> just said East and West, and it was, like, written right across the side. And like oh, those, were those were so classic. nice. Classic. But these ones kind of remind me of 
Yeah. And, uh, but the skills comp. The marquee events are like a shot, fastest skater. Um, like again, I don't even know because I don't watch it because it's not appealing. Unless you're there, it's not appealing to anybody on TV to watch this guy literally skate. We know Connor McDavid can literally skate. <laughs> I just don't want to see them get hurt. That's the scariest part is like watching Connor McDavid go around the net and literally almost like he's on his. Looks like a motorcycle, like in those uh, those races, like basically leaning flat on the ground, like they're parallel to the ground. He's going around the net. I'm like, if he loses an edge, he's he's screwed. I remember the one year, I think it was the first year they let goalies do it, and Tim Thomas blew a tire. I'm like, this is why goalies aren't supposed to be doing this. <laughs> he ran right into the boards. I'm like, oh no, he's hurt. He's hurt. Nope, gets right back up. I'm like, oh you in the NHL, you're lucky bastards that he didn't get hurt. Well, I mean, it's also lucky that Tim Thomas was the guy too, because like he's full he's of sure like, as hell, full of hate and so on. When's the cup? I think I think it was him and Cam Ward. I'm pretty sure. I think it was Carolina and Boston. Can't remember the jerseys. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was definitely Cam Ward and Tim Thomas. And they, when they were at the line, they were just like, "Are we like, what are we doing here? Like, we should, (laughs) like, we shouldn't even be here." I'm like, "Yeah, you really shouldn't be there." To be honest, sounds like something they do in like the middle of intermission at like game where it's like oh these goalies these guys with like the old pads on and stuff and they, yeah. take, they take each other out that doesn't yeah. sound interesting no like the games are up to me right? i think the game is is okay but like i don't personally watch the game no even like as a kid i never really watched the game but like as a kid the skills competition was the best part skills competition players, was awesome because you got to see the players you didn't see much um, but if it were up to me, like I would strip it down, kind of like you said, I'd bring it back to just like the fastest skater, hardest shot, Good and like, the accuracy shooting. Accuracy. And, and I wouldn't change them. Like it seems like each year they kind of, you know, I mean, like with the fastest skater, they changed like where you start the loop from, or what the heart or the was it the accuracy accuracy shooting that had the like digital thing instead of the actual like circles like mm. the foam targets or whatever. Like to me, I would kind of keep it year after year because then you can kind of compare results like year after year. I, I like the, you remember, I think it was two years ago when they had like, it was like the obstacle course. And it was like, they had like, to, like those things are just dumb. Like I don't, it's, it's not a basketball. Those. Like you can't, it's just like, Oh, pick the puck up. And they have to like oh, shove yeah. it through a tiny puck size hole. Yeah, like, they had to, there. there was like there was like the three tiers. You had to like it was either like low, medium, or high. You had to flick the puck through. I'm like, what Drew, the hell Drew are you doing? I think it was Drew Doughty, and he's like struggling to put it through the the middle one. I think the middle was. one. I'm like, yeah, okay, it's so, stupid. Like, so, like I think Patty Kane, I think Patrick Kane did it, and I'm like, yeah, he, that makes sense because he's gifted and could probably do that. And he also he does put, it like, all the time. Do that. Yeah, he does that anyways. Drew Doughty doesn't need to do that. He's a defenseman. Doesn't do any of that. He just makes nine million. <laughs> makes nine million has funny mic'd up moments. I find it just all takes too long. Like, especially the breakaway one, it takes like ages for them to get through like every single player to do their like stupid gimmick or whatever. I liked it. I liked it back in the day when they only had like five or six guys shooting and they all actually did like creative stuff. 
like when Ovechkin was doing it and Kane was doing it and Perry was doing it that one year. They were all doing it together. I'm like, this is awesome. They're all doing these different shots. I'm like, this is why I want to watch it. But now it's just stupid. When you sorry, I also want to say when you look at these these rosters, right? I'm like, not very big. Like, because do you have any? No, but I'm not just saying for the game. Like, why don't they split it up as in, like, hey, this guy's only doing the skills comp. Like, he's still going to the All-Star game. That's kind of like what the NBA does. Why can't yeah. they do that? Because like, um, the NHL's stupid. I know Matthews is, like, a marquee player, but I'm just saying, like, he could just do the skills competition. He can play in just the games. Because he didn't play in the games last year because he had a wrist, wrist injury. Um, like, I think the NBA yeah, and, like, MLB kind of have they it have, right where like they got it right yeah like in the mlb the um they probably have it the best because you have the home run derby and that's like it, its own thing right like you everybody watch watches every the home run i watch derby. it every day oh like a, every i love watching the home run derby and in the nba it's kind of like what we were saying like it's basically stripped down they've got the like relay race that is whatever but like it's basically the three-point shootout and the slam dunk competition. Even though the slam dunk contest sucks now, nobody yeah, does anything gets creative. Them, so it's nothing special. Yeah, you literally do a between the legs dunk, and you're like, everyone's like, oh, crap. It's like Vince Carter did that in 2001, people. Vince Carter did things I've never seen before in that one. My- Michael Jordan was doing this in his prime. Do you all even know when his prime was? You dumb freaking Gen Z people. Yeah, we've, all, we've all seen Last Dance. Spoken by a Gen Z person. <laughs> I'm not Gen Z. What are you talking about? I'm like right on the border of Gen Z and whatever, whatever sure. you guys are. Millennials. Yeah, I'm part of you guys. What the hell? You, you get out of here. No, you 97s are not <laughs> are not Gen or uh, millennials. I'm not 97. What are you talking about? Who are you? I'm 99. You're definitely not. You're definitely not a millennial fan. I don't care. I don't concern myself with Gen Z. Well, we still get we still get blamed for it anyways. So okay, Zoomer. I don't get all. I don't. I'm not with all these trends that they're all doing. Like I, I'm not with an actual head on your head. Yeah, an head actual on head on my head. Yep, that. Yep. On your shoulders. You stupid boomer. On your shoulders. <laughs> um. Anyway. The other thing I was going to say is, like, in the MLB All-Star game, actually, there's two things I like in the MLB All-Star game. Number one, I like that they wear their, like, actual jersey in the All-Star game instead of, like, the All-Star game jersey or whatever. Yeah. Like, that would be kind of funny if, like, the NHL's out there and it's, like, lights versus darks. Like, (laughs) kind of like a pickup game. In the the past ones, they did wear their logos, but it was the same... It's just the same jersey, right? But I mean, like, yeah, like, I want like, where their actual jerseys. A green wild jersey out there with like <laughs> a Nashville jersey and like but that just colors. Just, it's just a color. <laughs> yeah, and like would, a maroon avalanche jersey. I want them all out there at the same. It would time. be a cluster. You know what? It would be so chaotic. <laughs> They would have to do it. They'd have to do it where one team wears their team's home jerseys and then the other team wears their away jerseys. So I feel like just so like it's not confusing as hell. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like the one team's wearing all white jerseys and the other team's wearing all the color jerseys. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, I would definitely love that. That'd be cool. In the MLB All Star Game, it actually like kind of means something because it means home home field home advantage. Field. Yeah, home field advantage. This has nothing to do like it's just for charity. We donate to. I thought the, I don't know if it's still like this, but I thought certain players got like whoever won like the MVP of the All Star Game got like like a hundred thousand dollars or something like that. Because I remember when when Brock Besser was in it one year, he won he won like the accuracy, he won the MVP, and then his team like the Pacific won the whole thing. So then he got a he got a bunch of like bonus money. I'm like, ooh, okay, cool. Uh, we were talking about this off podcast. I was like, do you guys actually think Ovechkin's gonna go? <laughs> well, since he's the captain, because I mean, he doesn't like to go to these things. Because he'd rather just take the time off and. Recoup. He's he's. I, mean, what, I don't 30? blame him. <laughs> oh, he's he's what thirty. He's like thirty six. I think. Six. This guy wants to win, obviously the Stanley Cup. But he wants to win the Rocket Richard. He wants to win everything. He wants to win the Rocket, the Heart, the Art, everything. Yeah. Do you think that he would like? I could see him in the hardest shot because that guy's. He, didn't he try the hardest shot the one year? Like yeah, the last, the last All Star game that I can picture Ovechkin is is when he had those stinking sunglasses on. Yeah, that was in the breakaway challenge or whatever it was. Yeah, the breakaway challenge. That's what I mean. It's like 2016. I think that was like the last one he's been to because he doesn't go. Well, duh, because it's stupid now. He takes he takes the suspensions and the fines, and then just says whatever. I'll wait and I'll score four goals in the game when I come back. Yeah, I'll make up for time lost. Yeah. <laughs> um. So it's. I really don't look forward to the All Star game at any point, just because it's not a uh, an event that one I like to. I don't want to really go to it. I'd like to go experience it possibly at one time, but it just doesn't seem like a like until the until the event. players take it seriously. Then, like, I don't really care. Hmm. So you have to find some way to like incentivize the players to make them actually like give like eighty five percent instead of like twelve percent. Yeah, they just going because their name got picked out of the hat. Yeah, so if that means like home ice advantage in the playoffs, or I don't even know, like some other perk that you could. It has to have an effect, like on the season. Yeah, like if they didn't, well, like, easier with baseball, right? Because there's NL and AL. But now, since they split it up into four divisions, instead of it being just East versus West, now they can't do that necessarily, like for uh, ice advantage. Or, um, and that's just a good perk to have because, like, what the Leafs are going to have to deal with is they're going to end up in third place, and they'll have to play away against. Panthers or Tampa, mm-hmm. and it's they're not going to be on home ice. They're not going to get home ice advantage, and it's it's now just screwed up because they just don't care enough about the actual scheduling and standings to make this league very competitive. Like I, I'm obviously going to be really excited if Edmonton versus Calgary or Toronto versus Montreal, which will not happen this year. Uh, yeah, no, that's not happening. Actually, since the uh. I'm just getting off the all-star thing here, but since 
the Leafs lost to Arizona. Montreal has fallen into the last place after their loss <laughs> the other night. So now <laughs> they're in last place. But yeah, I, I also said that before the podcast, um, Nick Suzuki has 19 points in 35 games. William Nylander has 36 points in 35 games and is not in the All-Star game. Every team's got to send one. Every, person, every team's got to send one. <laughs> Claude Giroux's going because we won't send like Joel Farabee or Morgan Frost or you know, somebody young. No, we got to send an ancient guy. Like, it would have been cool if they got rid of that rule and like <laughs> at one time you have like the entire like division team is just one, like the entire metro is all like yeah. <laughs> Rangers all, or something. Yeah, it's all Rangers or it's all Carolina. Half Rangers, half Carolina. If we were talking about the best players in the league, or like the Central is like McKinnon, um, Carr. Yeah, literally Carr. It's going to be the top, like, it's going to be the power play for Avalanche. Landeskog, Brandon, El Makar, McKinnon, and the Mighty It's going to be that. Taves is having a very good year this year. On Taves. Um. Yeah, it's like if we want to really have like the best on best, like like what you're saying with like if they actually gave a shit. Um, it'd be so much better. To watch, like Ovechkin going down on. Uh, goalies, Thatcher Demko, and you know, the the like the defense is like. Elmacar and over the like I don't know just just crazy crazy best players of the year so far actually showed up and wanted to play mm-hmm. because this is their job day job and or like what if they went back to the uh, do you remember like I think it was in like ninety nine or like two thousand they did the world versus North America all star game. Do you remember that? Uh, not so really. Like, but... Instead of instead of doing East versus West, it was like they had all the best players from North America on Team A, and then like all the best Europeans on Team B. I wish they would do that. That'd be that'd be sick. Um, team like North America versus like Europe. That'd be sick. You can break it up into two groups. Too. You can break it up into four if you really wanted to as well. Yeah. So what if you did? Yeah, you could have like Canada, USA. And then, like, <laughs> I'm just saying right now that team will like, win. Yeah. I don't oh. care. <laughs> I don't care. No, don't even, don't even Dude, try. Team... Can you imagine if Team Canada had like U.S. goalies? This is how we can get the Olympics back. This we is how we can win the Olympics. Game. Game. <laughs> <laughs> no, but well, like, yeah, we're not going to have any World Cup of Hockey anytime soon because they can't even figure out that. Well, like seriously though, if you if you brought back a a World Cup of Hockey type like. Kind of the same thing, not necessarily the same format. Oh, yeah, like, teams. like like no 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 team North America, no team Europe. Yeah, like, go back to nations. Yeah, Team Canada and Team USA versus everyone, we win. <laughs> like literally, it wouldn't matter. I mean, I really. What if they the just America, like but... everybody threw their stick in the center ice, and one guy sits with his back to the sticks, and then like we're gonna do we're gonna do you know. <laughs> Yeah. So, 
And they do look at the sticks, right? They have to like figure out their nicknames because that that's what they usually put on their sticks now, like you know, Willie Styles or Poppy or something. I don't know. Like, you'd just be like, "Oh, who's this guy?" And they're just like chucking sticks around. Or what if every player has to play on the opposite hand? All the lefties got to oh shoot. Oh my right. god, <laughs> that'd be funny as hell. Goalie, <laughs> goalies, goalies need to be opposite glove hand. Imagine accuracy with the opposite hand. They would all go for the bottom uh, targets, yeah. and then and then they would just we have give a tie up. again, <laughs> zero to zero. <laughs> shooter tutor, and no finally, shooter finally, Nick Suzuki gets the bottom right freaking <laughs> <laughs> target because he freaking got lucky and hit the post. Oh man, make it fun. Do you guys remember like the? Uh, I don't know if you guys like in any sports team they do like a blue and white game. So for the Leafs, it was a blue and white game. They do like skills competitions. Um, yeah, within their team. Well, I don't like that's basically just an all-star game, anyways. Is that your, what you're saying? It's your team. That's what you want to go see, right? I remember going to those like six years in a row, watching the Leafs like play each other. Like this is the best. Yeah, it's, would, like, spring, it's like spring training for hockey. It's I in the middle to, of the season. I went to the Canucks ones like two or three years in a row. I think. What's wrong with just those? Then you get all the best players that come to the. You're able to celebrate your players, right? In this, um, you know, blue and white or whatever color your jerseys are. Games. But then, like, I understand, like, Dylan, when you said um, that this is the only time where we get to see players that we don't see very often. Yeah. And, I mean, majority of these players that are going to be going that are the best, we don't get to see them in our markets anyways, like, unless they're broadcasted on, you know, Sportsnet or you have, like, the streaming services because everything's blocked out because this league is a joke. So I think we got to start before, like, when we when we want to talk about seeing these players i think we got to talk about you know being able to watch these players even on tv before we can even go see them you know what i mean yeah that opens up a whole new can of worms <laughs> yeah. i think with the all-star game you either got to make it really competitive or you got to just like totally like nerf it and just make it completely different totally stupid and silly like make it fun yeah like what if there was like <laughs> Like, what if, like, a fan could, like, vote? You could, like, vote, like, instantly. And, like, a player has to, like, play with, like, one one skate or something for, like, a minute. Or, like, a player has to play a shit like, with, like... They're, like, pedalies. Like, you know like, all the yeah. goofy things that the bar down guys do? A player has to do that for, like, a shift. He has to go out there with, like, a mini stick. And, like, but then they, they would all stick. pick on one player, though. I That's like funny, they're... though. Like, it's not the That's point funny. Of... It's, yeah, exactly. It's like the John Scott thing. Like <laughs> he literally got yeah. Like, if we're gonna talk about like like it was a meme, but it's like this is actually like pretty cool. Like it makes you worth. It makes you want to watch it. Imagine putting this guy on your back and like carrying him around the ice. He's like six nine, shoulders or whatever the hell it was. Jesus Christ. <laughs> nice. Um. Yeah, like it's. You can go into so many topics around the All Star Game because we just want something different. It's the same old, same old every single year. It's the same same players usually get voted in and now it's 
you realize that with social media, it's a lot easier to be like, this sucks. I think like, the vote-in should be for every player. Like, they shouldn't have where they pick the players and then you vote in, like, one guy. Like, fans should be able to vote in the entire team. Yeah, I'd freaking vote in Tyler Mott. Let's go. <laughs> and then, honestly, just roll with it. The whole point of the All-Star game is for the fans. It's not for the NHL. Yes. So, like, if the rosters are, like, Tyler Mott and, like, a bunch of other fourth liners, then so be it. That's what the and... fans want. Yeah, uh, if that's what the fans want, then <laughs> that's funny. That's what they want. <laughs> Because well, like especially now, like I feel like when Pat Maroon's like, skating around, when, exactly. Hey, that guy's got three cups. <laughs> I know he does. He does not. <laughs> he's not owned by. He's Marshall. not owned by Brad yeah. How many cups you got? One. <laughs> I got three. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the, when you like talk about um, like the greats when it comes to like the NBA and especially like the NFL. When you bring up their resume, you pretty much always bring up how many All-Star games they have. Like, with the NBA, you always be like, oh, LeBron has, like, 17 of them or 18 of them, and Kobe had, like, 19 or 20. But with the NHL, it's just like, no, who cares? Like, with like with the players nowadays, like, the ones who came into the league after 20, what was it, 2017 or 18, whenever they changed the All-Star game format, they're just like, no, we don't care anymore. We're not going to try because it doesn't really matter to them as much. doesn't matter because it doesn't get included in your bio as much. Exactly. Just like in the corner. It's like, oh, what's that? Oh, yeah, you went to an All-Star game? That's cool. The last time Jump. anybody really cared about somebody going to the All-Star game, as in like the amount, is Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, obviously. You basically went to every single All-Star game. Well, because I don't think it means anything. <laughs> like oh, To me, I picture it like... <laughs> If you're at work and it's like, come on, you're invited to like the corporate picnic, and you're like, oh, shit, like I don't want to go. And this is like how it's treated for these players. It's like, oh, I gotta go to like this. Oh, I gotta go event. see Gary. Oh, okay, I guess I gotta go see Gary. I gotta like go at least see... it's in Vegas, so I guess that kind of they're like, all right, fine, I can go to Vegas for a week. <laughs> and like it needs to be like permanently in Vegas. It can't be in like, oh yeah, we're gonna go down to Carolina. We're go... Yeah, we're gonna go to Carolina. <laughs> we're gonna go. I remember... to... I think oh. it was like 15 years ago now. They did it in Atlanta oh. when the Thrashers right, were there. Yeah. And I remember TSN, I think, did a segment where they walked around like downtown Atlanta and they were like, hey, do you know what like big sports event is taking place this weekend? And everybody's like, no. Like, it's, it's the NHL All-Star game. <laughs> like, oh, cool. cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I love when they put people on the spot like that. Oh, but like put oh, it in um, places where people care. Like, yeah. put it in hockey markets. How many people are in Columbus are going to the All Star Game? Maybe lots. I don't know, but like that one was actually pretty cool compared to Toronto or Montreal or Edmonton. Vegas like anywhere, or... anywhere in Canada. Anywhere in Canada, they will never do. They don't ever take it up here because it's oh, it's way too cold. We don't want to have them freezing. And I'm like, well. Get that. I think you should. I think you should probably just keep that in Vegas. Or like the NBA does, like, a, don't the, doesn't the NBA do like a celebrity game? Yeah. yeah, they do. Like the NHL should do something like that. They do that for the the Winter Classics when they had the legends before. No, because then people can get hurt when they're on the ice. Then teach them how to freaking skate. Most of these well, guys make just it like hockey their entire ball life. Hockey or something. Yeah, <laughs> do do a ball hockey game or do roller hockey. God damn it. I mean, those are that. Yeah. 
Or do field hockey for the ladies field if they hockey. don't want to. <laughs> fucking stupid. Yes. I'm sick of the All Star game. We need something different. Yeah, and then when do you think that's going to change in 2030? Ever. Like, the only way that we're going to get a new commissioner is if Gary Bettman dies. Well, then you're going to get Bill Daly. Yeah, and then we're going to get Bill Daly. We know how much everybody likes Bill Daly. Bill Daly will learn to do the exact same things as... He's a minion, just like everybody else. Yeah. Yeah, I... think I think the All-Star game just needs a little tune. A little tune-up. We need to retool. It's like the Leafs say every year. Oh, yeah, all we need is a retool, and then we're fine. (laughs) It's wrong. What, rebuild? Yeah. Um, So now we're going to go on to the league, um, what happened this past week. I want to start off with this crazy stat that I saw on the old Instagram. Um, about Alexis Lafreniere. <laughs> He's played 120 minutes of power play time this year. Can you take a guess how many points he has? I think it's a big old donut. <laughs> old zero. He's doing he's doing the Mitch Marner <sighs> for goals. Oh, really? At least Mitch Marner can assist. Like yeah, he assists. I'm just saying, like yeah, he's doing the same thing. So Mitch Marner can't score on the power play. Yeah. The reason the reason why I bring this up is because do you think when we look at like draft picks, right, and draft eligible play, players, do you think that they're coming in this league too early after like lighting up the AHL? Do you think they should go to the AHL or? Um, but then you look at the guys that are doing well when they come out. Like obviously, there's those McDavid's and Matthews well, like, and. All of them what I was going to say, what I was going to say though, is like generational talents are different than um, just a regular first overall. Than a regular first overall. If well, we're looking I... at, if we're looking at Alexis Lafreniere as like a generational talent, which he was very good in junior, which like I mean, Sidney Crosby is very good in junior. McDavid was very good in junior. Yeah, but... That's not a, that's not even a a stepping stone because these guys can literally they've been playing they've been playing against adults majority of their lives. Well, yeah, like, it's like you say, there there are guys that will get like 160, 170 points in a, like, what do they play, 60, 70 game season, and then all of a sudden they come to the NHL and they barely get a point? Look at Dylan Strom. He had like 200 points one season. Yeah. And, well, obviously because he was playing with McDavid. But now he's a third liner on Chicago. Was and he, being, and, and was, he was picked third overall. And now he's a third liner on Chicago and um, was going to be possibly up on the trade bait board or was on the trade bait board earlier this season. He still should be. <laughs> so when you look at, like, when you compare junior to the AHL, I know the AHL is it's still an Amer- it's the American Hockey League. It's the one step down from it. Like, I think Alexis Lafreniere and Capo Caco also as an example because – He's also had a slow start. And they're like, oh, yeah, he's slow. It's a slow learning process. I'm like, well, he picked second overall for a reason, wasn't he? Did they ever try to send him down? No. I think they... I think it's different with Capo because I think Capo could go to the AHL. Um, But, like, with Laugh, 
and like any player coming out of major junior like i think they have to go back to their junior team unless they're like 21 years old or whatever <clears throat> so you have teams i think where they have these, this player that they don't want to necessarily keep up on the roster because they're not good enough but they also don't want to send them down to the back to the chl because maybe they're too good for it or like their talent kind of exceeds what they're going to learn in that league and then they they also can't like later call up that player so yeah they're going to burn they're also going to burn a year of their elc if they yeah so like i think it would be it would be beneficial to teams if they got rid of that rule and then you could like send players directly to the ahl instead of having to send them back to junior well isn't that what the point of a farm team is that's what they're called. That's what they were called, right? Or that's what they're still called. Like I think it I think it has to do with I'm assuming there's some sort of agreement because the OHL or the QMJHL or WHL, whoever, doesn't want to be losing all of all of their like top talent. Right? Like at every draft. They want to have some that well is gonna get people coming to the games and watching the junior games. Yeah, I mean I sent you uh, that Mason McTavish went to the Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Yeah, exactly. I was so jealous. I I really wish I could go see him play. Um, Again, he's an NHL quality player. Like, he scored. He was contributing um, through his first seven games uh, as an NHL player. They couldn't send him to the AHL. And he was about to hit his nine games or whatever the the limit is and they had to send him down to the CHL and then look what happens he gets traded for a bunch of assets if if he was able to stay up there and they you know the the ducks know how to develop players especially defensemen but he's not a defenseman um and have no other choice than to send him down to the CHL why is there like, why aren't you trying to develop these players in professional league when they are professionals? What I mean, because professional are, athletes teams are impatient, very impatient. You don't hear about it much in hockey, but like in you hear about more in basketball, I think, where um, like in the NBA, players used to play out pretty much all four years of their NCAA career and then they're getting drafted at like 21 22 years old and now you have players playing maybe one year of college before getting drafted so like perhaps in the nhl do you do you move the the draft age from 18 years old to like 20 to give the player because i I mean they're kids when they're drafted like do you give them at least a couple more years to kind of (laughs) grow it only it just seems like they're just getting younger every year. Like at one point, I think we're gonna see like, oh yeah, he's drafted at sixteen because we just thought he was great. Yeah, like you know, does like, the NHL institute some sort of exceptional player rule where a player has to be like twenty or twenty one to get drafted? But then, hey, we have Carter McDavid or whoever, like a player like that, where it's like Connor Bedard is really good. Yeah, well, they can be drafted at eighteen because they passed whatever the exceptional status rule is just annoying to watch players like Lafreniere and um like like Kako as well like he he was a highly touted player 
why do you think the Rangers picked him second? Right? Like these players aren't being picked because they're like, oh yeah, like they have small, like we don't think they're going to be greatest, but you know, he's going to be like a second pair defenseman or he's going to be a second line center. Well, they're picking him because they're like, hey, we can slot this guy in on top line or second line. Anyway. Yeah, the expectation is that a top like five guy now should come in and right away be at least a middle six forward. It's those expectations are so high. Yeah. For a nineteen year old player. So then yeah, so that, that brings me back to Lafreniere not having any power play points. I don't know if he's like that's hundred and twenty minutes. That's sixty power that's points. That's just I think it's just like weird luck. Like him and Marner where it's like how do you not just get like a lucky bounce or like a weird like how at some point does it not just like go off of his skate to somebody else and then goes in or like he gets like a second assist or something it's hard because the rangers are a really good team this year and you think that he'd possibly be getting more time uh like some of the like like they're playing like arizona or something like that where like the lesser teams or montreal and he's still not being able to capitalize on any of his chances that he's had yeah, Ben, you know about that, eh? Didn't the Maples lose two one in the Coyotes recently? Maybe. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say they got goalied again for the millionth time. Yep. Yeah. To a goalie that we literally said earlier in a bunch of podcasts, who's Vegemelka or whatever his name is? <laughs> yep. Like Dylan said, who's that goalie? <laughs> and, yeah, it's... And oh, I I thank God it's already been a week because that game against Colorado where they blew the four one lead. And when I uh, I watched the end of the game and I was like, oh, we we got a point out of it, so I was like, oh, that's whatever. I'm like, yeah, we still blew a four one lead, but still, it's the middle of the season and I'm not worried yet. I'm always worried when it comes to this team, so just don't talk about it anymore. I just keep it buried down like every other Leaf fan should. That's because it's trained in your thought process. Trained, when it comes it's to... really, it's it's not trained. It's literally burrowed into my head. <laughs> Embedded in your brain. Embedded. <laughs> it's like a chip. Pretty the discussion much. I've been hearing all week about Toronto has been uh, how they're gonna, what they're gonna do with Jack Campbell at the end of the year. Should have signed so him right at the beginning of the season. Like they should be signing him as soon Ow. as possible because the, the 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 price is only going higher and higher. He's going to be like $8 million by the end of it. <laughs> Especially if he wins a couple of rounds. He yeah. a round. <laughs> We're screwed. Do you guys happen to see that save he made? In the oh, game? the dive. He is unbelievable. I'm getting the Jack Campbell jersey. I have to. I, I never thought I would ever get a goalie jersey. Because the Leaf goalies are always like there for a moment. They're there for a good time, not a long time. And I can't even say a good time. They're there for a time, and then they're gone. We get sick of them. Like every player that plays for the Leafs. I'm not sure who it was on the radio today, but they said if if uh, Campbell leaves at the end of the year, that would be That's as it. heartbreaking as when Cujo oh my left. Lord. Oh, oh, man. I remember, I remember when Cujo left. It hurt me so bad. I'm not even a Leafs fan, and when I saw Kudrow leave, I was like, oh, yikes. He's like, Nick was like two rough. years old, and he's just crying because <laughs> he needed a bottle anyways. <laughs> he's like, I'm not a Zoomer. <laughs> Where's Kudrow? 
Oh yeah, Cujo the cat. Oh yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that anime. I don't, I don't even watch anime. Nick at four years old was like, "Yeah, I'm a huge Stephen King fan." <laughs> <laughs> um, there's been a bunch feeling. of stuff that's happened in this league over the past week. Um, we could talk about Evander Kane for a brief moment. Um, everybody's kind of attacked this story uh, pretty aggressively. I actually kind of I want Dylan to take over this one because obviously. His team is one of the teams that's involved. One of the top three teams that are yeah, one of the top three. For it. Dylan, do I mean, you this... want a Vatican on your team? <laughs> At this point, just for like the memes and stuff, like sure, why not? Like this season is so exhausting. <laughs> like that team is so exhausting to follow. Um, <laughs> like all the drama of the like Koskinen thing, and now, like yeah, can't score goals. The... Bring on the cane <laughs> drama. Like, I don't even care anymore. Like, <laughs> if he can score and, like, play, like, a top six forward without all of the other, like, BS associated with it, fine. Like, I don't care. But to me, it almost, like, it feels like you have a locker room and the gas is being poured and, like, he could just be the match thrown in just to ruin whatever <laughs> whatever chemistry and whatever like good vibes are already in there like that could just all be thrown out the window with um with a guy like that he's like he's like the antonio brown of the nhl exactly um my take on the whole um banner Kane possibly to the oilers is it either like, if he wasn't such a good player. Wouldn't he be in Russia right now? Yeah. He he'd be with Jake for Tannen. Yeah, at the beginning, like when we first saw the news that he got bought out, like his contract was being terminated. Regardless of any of like whatever the reasons were, like the whole him going to Vancouver and no. being positive, like COVID positive. Immediately Dylan sent me a message and said, All right, have fun in Russia. And <laughs> Yeah. I was like, yeah, I agree with that totally, because that's where you go to die. He needs money so bad. <laughs> and I mean, in, in the KHL pays. Just, you, know, you, you just never know when you're going to get paid. Yeah. So, I mean, if he doesn't have, like, the production that Evander Kane does, like, if he's actually, it's like he was one of the most productive uh, players on... On the Sharks, Sharks last year, he, he was yeah. possibly their best player. Yeah, every player on the team was like, "We, we don't like him. We don't want him." Well, that just that just goes to show what kind of person he is. Like last I think year, he needs... like last year he had fifty six games played, forty nine points, twenty two goals, twenty seven assists. That's pretty good on a not great team. Everybody hates you. Yeah. Imagine how like, big of like... a dick are you? If... <laughs> Imagine if you're like, oh, pass me the puck, Joe, or whoever it is. Like, pass me the, pass me the puck, Timo. And the guy's like, nah, f you. And he just ends up having the pass to him, and he buries it. And he's like, yeah, fuck you, dude. And then just <laughs> goes to the bench. He puts up twenty. While going through all of his other 
things that we've I think we've mentioned throughout our past. Well, there was the whole uh, jet yeah. thing where they well, that, threw his, his uh like his sweats in the in the shower and yeah, Dustin Bufflin did not like him very much. And he he played on Buffalo, right? Like I don't know no, what Buffalo. happened in Buffalo, but yeah, nothing came out of Buffalo that we heard that was bad, as far as we know. Nothing. There was there was the the brick of money phone. It was on Winnipeg. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's what started everything. Everything. Like, if I'm going to sign... Like, I don't know what it's like in the NHL. <laughs> I never played. But <laughs> if I was, like, running the team and I'm prepping to sign this guy, like, I want to have, like... I don't even know what you would call it. Like, a, a special advisor. <laughs> like, I guess it, that's, like, what Sorry, a player... an outside party advisor. almost, the... Yeah, almost like a probation officer to be like, <laughs> to be like in, checking in on the guy in, and be like an independent adjudicator. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that like a, almost somebody just to like keep an eye on this guy and be like, "Hey, you doing okay? You need anything?" Like, yeah, but then, then I feel like it would come out halfway through the season. It's like, "Yeah, Vander Kane tried to pay out this private." person to say that he's doing all good when in reality he's doing horrible like in the you mentioned antonio brown so i think a good example is like the patriots in the nfl like when brady was still there like they were able to bring in dudes with like kind of oh, weird pasts like randy, randy moss biggest one S. welker aaron hernandez yeah these random, guys random were... people uh what's uh what's the other Wide receiver's name, beard. I can't remember his name. Julian Edelman. Edelman. Well, I, like what does I he have say, to do with anything? I say Moss specifically because, like, he was a guy who like had kind of the he had a legal he, issues and yeah. like had he, issues he on. Hated, he was hated in very many markets. Oh yeah. Yeah, but he was able to come to New England and like I'm assuming Belichick and Brady were basically like, your job is to like catch footballs, like shut up and catch footballs. Yeah, literally. He caught a hell of a lot of football. That's all you have to do. And that was the season where they, the Patriots, went, almost had an undefeated season, and they lost in the Super Bowl. Yeah, go Giants. (laughs) Yeah, so I think the team signing Kane needs to do that. I don't trust the Edmonton Oilers to do that at all. Hell no. Like, I trust trust the Bruins to do that. I trust the Lightning to do that. Someone with a with a coach that isn't afraid to say to a player, "Hey, if you're being a dick or something like that, you're not playing or you're gone." I mean, Tippett could probably do that. Uh, he's he's got no emotion. Even yeah, the GM also because, needs because to have he, a say in it too. Because literally, he didn't apologize for calling out. Uh, of course, he's not. He's Koskinen. A- because what he said, but, but what he said was, oh, it was taken out of context, which it was not. That doesn't mean anything. Like, taken out of context. No, you it said exactly taken out of context. <laughs> and what you were saying, I think it was two episodes ago, you're like, oh, yeah, there always needs to be a scapegoat. I'm like, Koskinen's the scapegoat this week. Who's going to be the scapegoat next week? Are we going to sign Kane and then make him the scapegoat? <laughs> He's the easy one to pick. I could definitely see that. Then be like, oh, you know, well, he brought a lot of distractions to this team, and you know, that's why we lost a couple games. Or do you remember, like yeah. a few years ago, before it was before Holland and Tippett were there, but I mean, Bob Nicholson was still there, and it was like, well, you know, if to- Tobias Reader had scored a few goals, we might have made the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. 
I remember Tobias Reader did not score a single goal that season. Like, these are the morons running this team. We're like, well, if, if Toby Reader scored six goals, we might have made the playoffs. It's the same as, oh, yeah, I mean, if David Clarkson didn't hop over the bench, we wouldn't have uh, the bad start we had because he got suspended 10 games. Oh, yeah, I remember that. So... I love talking about I love talking about the Oilers right now. It's it's turning into a big <laughs> bonfire pretty quick. It's a gong show. So Mike Smith is now injured again. A shock. Yeah, one one to two weeks. So that's gonna be four. One to two weeks. You know what? Put him on LTIR. Take Retire. the just take the Retire, two become the goalie coach. There you become go. the yeah. emergency the emergency backup. Literally. <laughs> well, that's what Tuka Rass did. Yeah, literally. Like, come on. He literally graduated. Tuka Rass literally graduated from Ebug, Providence, <laughs> to, to, to starting the other night and winning after signing a one-year deal with the Bruins. The Oilers called up Stuart Skinner because but, Mike Smith is hurt, and he's supposed to saw, play. And then they placed uh, Alex Daylock on waivers. Yeah, I think they had to. But well, <laughs> I'm like, it's kind of funny that Miko Koskinen who's been the backup pretty much all year has already basically been like, yeah, no, <laughs> we're calling up Stuart Skinner to get the start instead. <laughs> calling an audible here. Um, like, I-, I wanted to say too, like, with Alex Stalock on waivers, does that mean like with the taxi squad, they're still doing like, they have to clear waivers before they go down to the taxi squad or is he just going to last year? I have no idea to be honest how that, whole I just know that they instituted the taxi squads worked. again. I don't understand any of it. They have another goalie, a Russian goalie, a young Russian goalie on the taxi squad right now. So I'm assuming, I'm assuming Stalock clears waivers and then they send Konovalov back to the AHL and then, and then Stalock is taxi squad guy. I don't know. Like you're, you just need it. Like we went over this last time. Every week it's the same things because uh, the league doesn't evolve. It's like, oh, well, what do we have to talk about this week? Well, this guy got COVID, and then Oilers still stink because their goaltending is piss poor. And, you know, their defense is... I remember at the beginning of the season, we talked about the Oilers' defense. And, like, oh, yeah, Cody Cece came off a really good season in Pittsburgh. What's funny, though, is Cody Cece... And Duncan Keith haven't been terrible. They really haven't. When you, but when we talked about Duncan Keith, the whole reason why they brought him in there, leadership. Well, that's actually kind of funny. Is there was a quote the other day by Dave Tippett where he's like, "It's like, what do you like about Duncan Keith?" And he's like, "Well, he does great things on the bench, and he does. Yeah. He's a great. <laughs> make him a coach. It's like exactly. Leave the him de- there. Make him the defense and penalty killing coach." <laughs> God. One thing I was going to say. Did you was, take on his contract? Uh, one thing I was going to say about Stalock is I remember before the we started the podcast, I was looking at the Oilers well, on cap friendly. It says Stalock's on LTIR. So what can they do with him anyway? Um, because you'd have to come off of LTIR, and then they need to do something with him. They can't place him on waivers while he's on LTIR. Yeah, so I think he was activated. I mean, so he's he's activated. Who's the goalie that has the heart condition? Is it Stalock? Yeah. Well, apparently, he was medically cleared. Yeah. 
So good on him. Trying to get back. Um, respect him for doing that. Trying to get back in this league. Um, and I like that's yeah. So he he was medically cleared. So then he was off LTIR. LTIR. So then they were able to put him on waivers and maybe move into taxi squad. But I don't really understand the taxi squads this year. Like the other one, like last year was it was knew that they had to clear waivers to be put onto the taxi squad. Like there's a bunch of goalies going which other way, right? That uh, yeah. can't remember the guy's name, but he went to five. The league teams. makes it so hard to understand their like Everything. cap structure and like <laughs> like you need I a freaking manual of the Bible to understand like do it on purpose. All these stupid rules. Like, oh, we just want to make everybody really not like this game. You wonder why we have trouble. People like listen and have you know any sort of background on this game because nobody wants to deal with all the BS that happens in this hockey in this sport. In this past year, you know, <coughs> lawsuits and um, all these other things that I, I, I couldn't even go into all these things, it's just been a whirlwind of a year, regardless of COVID. Yeah, it makes it tougher to. <laughs> Be a fan of I don't even. I don't cheer for the league anymore. I can't. I just cheer for the team that I like, and then that's it. That's all you can really do. I st- I still can't believe, like looking at the Oilers cap friendly. I still can't believe you guys still have to pay James Neal one point nine for just four years <laughs> till twenty twenty four twenty twenty five season. Yeah. That's rough. You're just lucky that Lucic is not on the. And Andre Sakara still? Andre Sakara still? <laughs> I think this is the last year. This year? No, next, no, next year. Yeah. 1.5 million this year oh, and next boy. year. The Benoit Pouillot buyout just came off. I think this yeah. one. Benoit Pouillot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. But... <laughs> He's a good player for the others. Yeah, for a couple of years, I guess. <laughs> I'll run their course. Those right? rosters, though, were so sad. Benoit Pouillot was on your top line. Like, ugh. It's like looking at old rosters and being like, oh, man, that guy was really good for like a year. And then got traded to like the Islanders or something, and then they just, he just disappeared. Walked off the face of the earth. Fernando Pisani... Fernando Pisani is the most perfect example of that. Or uh, who's the guy that played for the Ducks? Dustin Penner. Dustin Penner. Oh, or Ryan, Ryan Spooner. Dustin Penner who got injured eating pancakes. <laughs> Joe Sackick stuck his hand in a snowblower one time. <laughs> I was on. So, Why? Because there was something blocking it. <laughs> Turn the freaking thing off and then do he it. Didn't, we've already talked about this. He didn't put it where the blades are. He put no. it in like the chute. Like the... <laughs> he, still lost a, he lost the tip of his finger, though. Too far down. God, yeah. idiot. <laughs> I think that uh, with the... Yeah, it, this league just needs to change. Um, I'm trying to think what else has gone on this week. I, with Evander Kane, too, one last thing. Um, yeah, I think you got to take a chance. Like, 
Like, as what's his, as Ken Holland said, like, oh, everybody deserves a second chance. Not everybody deserves a second chance. No, I think you give them, you give them like give them a, an opportunity. You don't give them a chance. Give them a che- yeah, give them a cheap one million dollar contract, and say this is this is it. Like for Let's a year. See what happens. Super low risk. See what happens. Yeah, low risk. High look reward. at uh, look at Tony D'Angelo. Exactly. That's a good example of how it worked out. He kind of learned his lesson, and now he is. And now he's doing it this year. He's doing amazing on that team. Probably because they're all Trump supporters or something. <laughs> he had a funny quote. He's 14th in defenseman points. Jesus, I didn't realize that. Holy crap. He had a funny quote um, the other day. Sorry, I'm just trying to pull it up. Because um, he got that misconduct for arguing with the referee. And he he was asked about it, and he said, I didn't really say that much to him, but I guess that's what goes on nowadays. You can't say anything without people getting upset. And you it's literally like, can't. You can't. <laughs> But it's like that's kind of Tony D'Angelo, like, kind of tongue in cheek saying that. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I mean, he's not wrong when it comes to like on a wider scale, like societal thing. Not wrong. It, I think that's probably <gasps> the best example that we have of a person that's got a second chance that is making the most of it right now. Um. I mean, he obviously didn't have the same circumstances as what Evander Kane's having right now, where everything is literally collapsing on him. Yeah, we're going to move on to Tuka Rass signed a prorated one-year deal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> one million with the Bruins, obviously. And then he you know, won his first game. The rest of the season. He's going to be signed for the rest of the season. He's going to make $545,000. Nice. Good on him. He won Probably his first the- game. Probably the best contract in the NHL right now, just because oh, of how just, cheap it is. What's his? Nine. the same fifty. Makes league men. Oh yeah, is that a, is, is that a veteran or is that just league minimum? It is veteran now. That's oh, veteran now, okay. Because well, he's uh thirty six or thirty seven. I guess even Claude Giroux is making uh he'll make veteran next year. <laughs> he will not. <laughs> so um, which the... team? Go ahead, Nick. I was going to say, some teams are going to be dumb enough to give them a lot of money. We discussed it. Exactly. Think, uh, we know who. Um, yeah. I, I can just picture the team right now. You know, it's uh, Drake Batherson on the left, then Claude Giroux in the middle, Connor Brown Brady. on the right. <laughs> or Brady Kachuk. Ah, second line. Second line. <laughs> Um, Flyers uh, did not want to pick Nolan Patrick, the second overall pick in the 2017 draft. They wanted McCarr. So did everybody else. It's easy to say in hindsight. It's easy to say now four or five years later. Thanks, Bobby Clark, for bringing that one up. They could have picked him, but they didn't. Just stupid people. The story I, I read was that they had agreed they were going to take McCarr, and then Hextall oh. was like, yeah, no, I'm taking uh, Patrick. And he went up there and he took Patrick. Ouch. But, like, I guess the scouting staff and the upper management had agreed, yeah, we're taking McCarr? Okay, we'll take McCarr. 
And then Hextall was like, no. <laughs> well, he's the general manager, right? It's so like when the Oilers took Yakupov. They had agreed to take Murray and then the oh. owner. Either way, those like, picks would have been bad, though. He's like, no, we're taking Yakupov. And then they took Yakupov. Ryan Murray? Yeah, the defenseman. Where does he play now? I think he plays on Colorado. I think he's like me, a seventh let, defenseman. Let me take a quick look. Um, yeah, with then like you you look at the trade now in hindsight, like you were saying in hindsight, yeah, it's not good because you wanted Makar, and um, it's it's too late for that. Obviously, like he's turning in like Kale Makar is turning into yes, he does play for Colorado. Um, he's turning into one of the best defensemen in the league. That um, overtime goal last oh week. Oh my lord! Mercy. <laughs> See the goal against Nashville the other day. The way he skates on the, I can never understand his crossovers and the way his body moves is just like he's shimmying and then he just roofs it as fast as you can. Even you think he's gonna go down to the the red line. No, he's actually just going to turn the puck back and he's going to rifle it top shot. And then, that's it. He's got another goal. Yeah. He's on He's on pace for Paul Coffey records. Holy hell. It's a funny stat about uh, Patrick and Makar. Nolan Patrick's played 206 games. He has 73 points. Makar's played in 130 and has 128. Yikes! As a defenseman, as a defenseman, is he has and freaking he has um or is, am I reading that right? Yeah, Kemagar has more goals. Kemagar is thirty six and Patrick has thirty one. Okay, um, with Nolan, pa- with Nolan Patrick too, he's gone through I think two concussions already. He had another issue as well. Yeah, he's had some. He's had some issues. Um, I can't remember exactly what it was, but. And yeah, so that's that's also another wrench to be thrown in there in the comparison. For I understand the Flyers looking at it like that now, but every team would have been like, "Ah, oh, man, the Devils pick Nico Heischer now that he's the captain." It might maybe not the best forward that uh, could have picked, or best player that they could have picked out of that draft. But they got him, and they still have him. Um, Nolan Patrick was traded last year for. Was he a part of the? I never remember the trades. It's like Philly had like four or five trades within. It was like. Oh, oh Patrick was so. here. Hold on, I'll pull it up because I I also, I also get very confused. With yeah, me and me and Nick get very confused on this trade. So I know Patrick. Patrick went to the Vegas Knights, and then Cody Glass went to the. No. went to the predators that was yeah the predators and then ellis went to ryan ellis went to the flyers and i always forget did philip myers philippe myers go in that trade too always forget this trade because it was so confusing because it just happened yeah it's like three team trade and you're just like who's going where yeah i think you can't compare them now and I understand Philly's frustration, but you can't just keep talking about it now. Yeah, he's yeah. having a great season. Philip Myers was a part of that trade. 
Predators acquire Cody Glass and Philip Myers. Yep. So I wanted to touch on uh, um, whole LA Kings uh, Mark Bergevin hiring quickly. Oh yeah. And I when I first that. saw it when I first saw it because I I saw the uh, Rob Blake's contract is ending this year and I was like oh look they hired Mark Bergevin as VP of hockey operations and I'm like oh he's gonna steal Rob Blake's job. And and like immediately after that, it was like, oh no, Rock Blake signs a four to five year extension, and I was like, oh, dang it! <laughs> I think that's perfect for um, Bergevin, away from the markets, away from Montreal, and all the controversial. I mean, he he made the controversial choices as the GM. That's what I think gets uh, lost in translation. You know show off those guns well yeah he gets to just walk around the beach and just like he can beat the crap out of anybody now he's just oh. monster i didn't realize he had like full sleeves tats i either did i until like <laughs> i saw him with a short sleeve on there like it was like golf tournaments or whatever and it's just like monster um yeah so i think that's a perfect job for mark Bergman to learn and apparently him and luke robitaille go right back like go way back and yeah, I think now he gets to work with Philip Deneau again, which I mean he's he's got a number one center there. With Kopitar, he's got better he's got players who's away from Montreal market. He's away from all the BS. He's not even the GM, so he doesn't have to take on too much responsibility. I think that's the perfect fit. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean like I don't know. I don't really have a a strong opinion on it. Like, I don't think he's a, as bad a GM as maybe he got he put was, out to be. Yeah, I think he made some decent moves when he's in Montreal. I mean, he got Nick Suzuki. I mean, shit, that was a good one. I was also thinking it's just that it was just the way it ended with the Logan Mayu stuff, and um. And then, like, the stuff from the Chicago Blackhawks 2010 Yeah, that stuff. stuff. And also had, like, the, the the only other trade that really haunted him was the PKA Subban one. And when you look back at that, that's actually not that bad of a trade. Yeah, I was going to say, was that really that bad of a trade? Like, no, at the time, he, it was... He won that trade, looking well, back. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> like, it was one P for one. Yeah, like, P like, PK was good when he was in Nashville, like, that same season. And then he went to the Devils. And then, uh, yeah, he became Subban. So... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I definitely think Bergeron won that trade for sure. And like Shea Weber, I mean, Jesus. You look at, obviously there's multiple reasons why the Canadians are really bad this year compared to last year, but like Weber not playing definitely has a big impact on the team this year. But yeah, I'm, I think I'm like Dylan. I don't really have a like a super big or strong opinion about the Bergeron going to the Kings I mean I don't I, he, could he take over for Rob Blake when his extension's over maybe will he still be there maybe who knows maybe something else could happen that gets him fired from that job yeah. I, I think it was also brought up uh, in another podcast where he's like it's, this is kind of like when Pierre Maguire got hired um, in Ottawa where it's just like he's there he's the VP he doesn't he's able to make decisions but he's not making the executive decisions like, he has, like, a say, but not yeah. the final say. 
Yeah, so, yeah. that makes sense. I think he'll be a GM at some point again, whether it's in LA or it's some other team. Oh, for sure. Some team will some team will give him a call if he's not the LA. Well, yeah, GM. if you look if you look around the like the league, there's always there's always going to be GM vacancies because this league changes so rapidly with uh, management. Well, just, like, it's if, you're, just if you're not if you're not you know going if you're not succeeding then it's it's just it? it's just like in the NFL there were six coaches fired this this offseason already. I think there's, there's, four, I think, there's four on the same day. Yeah, four on the same day, and I think I think there was more even. I think there was like eight or something like that. I'm like Jesus Christ, but like, yeah, there's always GM vacancies in the NHL. Same with coaching in the NFL. All right, um, we're gonna move on to the Ed Puck dumbass part of the show. Dylan, start off with you. <laughs> Uh, I'm I don't think it's yourself this time. Yeah, I know there's no, no hockey. I'm, but... give it to myself. I'm gonna give it to uh, Team Czechia for not putting Yarmir Yager on the 2022 Olympic team. He's killing it at what? How old is he now? Like 48? 49, and he's got 49. Oh my god, what a what a joke. I think he's got 20 points in like 30 games or something like that for Kladno. I mean, <laughs> he's not even the leading scorer on his team. I hope the leading scorer, actually, funny enough, is uh, Thomas Placanet, turtleneck, who's also not on the the Czechia team. Oh wow! Um, yeah, he's got 19 points in 30 games. 49 years old. He's killing it. Um, I don't know. <laughs> like Sad. it's kind of a joke. Like I don't know. I don't think he's actually if actually good enough to make the team i don't know anything about Czech hockey but um one less reason to watch the 2022 uh olympic tournament would have been cool to see to see eggs out there again the guy's been playing pro hockey since like 1988 i think like played through like four generations yeah like the guy was like past his prime when we started like really watching hockey yeah or like he was at the end of his prime <laughs> like <laughs> and he's still going he's because he's built like a machine like he's he, what he does is like obviously most people have heard his like training regiments and the way he keeps his body in shape is like he skates five six hours a day all day, and then he'll like get off, you know, rest, and then he'll go play again. Like he does not stop playing hockey; he's never not on the ice. No, like I don't think he has like, <laughs> I don't think he has like a spouse or no, he like, does not, kids no. or anything. So like I think he's just like, oh, I got nothing else to do. I'll just keep playing hockey. He's not like he's not good at it. A long career no. in the NHL. He. <laughs> On two Stanley Cubs, you played with Mario Lemieux. You, they were deadly. It's almost like you can't believe that they only won two. Yeah. You look back. Um, so mine's going to be uh, Rick Bonus, uh, for the coach of the Dallas Stars for Rick trying Bonus to break. Is now a two time, uh, he's the leading dumbass of the wow because I gave one to him, uh. Oh no, he's tied with John Tortorella because I gave him two. We got to keep standings of the. Yes. Uh... So I gave. He's tied with John Tortorella as two. 
because John Tortorella is such an idiot. I just he can literally take over the leaderboard as fast as humanly possible. Um. So yeah, Rick Bonus now has his second mass award. Two yeah, technically two years. Um. Or he got fined twenty five thousand dollars for yelling at the referees uh, in the game against the Blues last week. And he grabbed, I believe it was Joe Pavelski's stick, because nobody else's stick is that white. And to get the ref's attention, he started banging it on the on the, the wall, or on the glass, and said a nice curse word that everybody could read. F you, and hit it again, and almost did his best Jim Playfair um, impersonation, but just the stick wouldn't break. And uh, he, he didn't even like throw the stick on the ice. He just took it back into the dressing room with him. And yeah, he gets the gets the second his second career dumbass award this week. Congrats, Rick. Congrats. Good job, bud. Go ahead, Nick. All right, so mine. Oh, it was. I don't know if you get. I'm guessing you maybe would have seen it on your Instagram feed, Ben. Maybe, but it's just kind of a weird one. So during the Sabers and Devils game, I believe it was on the 29th or the 30th of December. It was kind of a, a couple weeks back. Um. Near the end of the game, I think the score was four to three for the Devils, and there was like two and a half minutes left in the game. All of a sudden, the the Sabers are moving up the ice with the puck. They pull the goalie. All of a sudden, someone throws a deck of tarot cards on the ice <laughs> while the play was happening. <laughs> like, first of all, number one. I don't think I've ever seen anyone or heard of anyone throwing a deck of cards on the ice. Like, obviously, we've seen a bunch of other things on the ice, right? And we can make a list of that, like catfish, hats, jerseys, waffles. hats, waffles. Rats. Rats. Freaking hell, but... Like, octopus. Yeah, oh, octopus. Yeah, octopus. Like, octopus. <laughs> but, like, why, why a deck of cards is my first question. That could seriously hurt somebody. Number two... Why tarot cards? Okay. Like, maybe if they were, like, regular playing cards, like someone just had them in their pocket, and they're like, oh, this would be funny as hell if I just threw these on the ice. Oh. And then they're like, oh, it's like pick up 52 on the ice. Huh? Oh, that'd be so <laughs> funny. But like, someone, but, like, someone actually thought to bring tarot cards and just be like, I'm going to throw these on the ice. Like, it's not even, like... It was a meaningful game between two really good teams. It was the Sabres and the Devils. 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 The Devils. Um, what, but I, uh, what I was thinking, like, you know, like, when you get, like, you go to, like, some dollar store or whatever, and they have, like, uh, your team's favorite, like, your team's cards, where it has, like, whatever. Oh, yeah, they yeah. have, like, the Buffalo Sabres on it. That's what I thought you were going to say. Like, oh, like, he got a deck of cards, and he... So it has like the Buffalo Sabres logos on it. No, 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 no. cards. <laughs> I think that would have been hilarious if that was Pick the Buffalo Sabres too, just... deck of cards. <laughs> I thought that would have been hilarious if it was like the Buffalo Sabres deck of cards, but no, it was just regular plain old tarot cards. I'm just like, what the 
hell were you thinking? And, like, I just thought it was so funny, because, like, I thought the refs were going to blow the play down, because it, it wasn't, it wasn't like, it was obviously, in center ice, that'd have to be a pretty good throw, but they were, like, right by one of the team's benches, I think it was right by the Sabres bench, so I'm like, well, sort of someone steps on the ice, and they slip on it, and then they, like, pull something, or I don't know, whatever they do, they land on their head or something like that, I'm like, Jack they, comes out. You just look over at the ref, and he's just kicking the cards over the boards. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me right now? What the hell is this crap? Yeah, whoever threw those on the ice, that's, that's my depot dumbass. Just who just carries 10 red cards? Yeah, who does that? Like, maybe, if, like, they're, maybe if they're, like, you know, like, predicting, like, the score, so they're, like, betting on the games, and they're like, oh, yeah, like, he's gonna... <laughs> he's gonna die today. Or <laughs> Or like he's I, gonna misplay <laughs> and whatever, like. And then it didn't happen. They're like, they're screw these for like tarot kings or something like that. Like we yeah. have a personal psychic. <laughs> um. Also, one last thing I want to add to my Rick bonus one is uh, honorary mention for Paul Bissonette trying to break a stick over his knee <laughs> on the um. Is it TNT? He works for TNT, I believe, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um. <laughs> to set the scene, to set the scene, tries to Bo Jackson a hockey stick. And I mean, sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. And well, if you got, uh, like, he pads tries, on, it's probably yeah, easier. But like, probably sure. easier. He tries twice on his like, just tries to break it over his knee, and then it's it's probably one of the most funny videos that has come out this year so far. And then he just walks off, you know, with his tail between his legs and. It's the stick on the the because this is out in the almost out in the parking lot of the of the rink and or the studio and just hits it off the uh, the yellow post and just breaks the stick and then walks away <laughs> or hobbles away. I mean, if Rick Bonus did that, that'd be pretty interesting too. <laughs> so yeah, he well, gets Rick Bonus would like legitimately break it. He'd like chew it up, like he'd like break it with his teeth or something like that. He was. Grinding his teeth so hard that like broke anything. Could have broke metal. Like molars could have popped out or something. I don't know. But yeah, that's another uh that's another episode wrapped up here. Um thank you for listening. Um keep listening. That'd be fantastic. Um we're anywhere you guys get your podcasts. Uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, everything. And uh Enjoy the rest of your week, and uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. See you later.